Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com as well as rate, review of iTunes. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم أرأيت الذي يكذب بالدين فذلك الذي يدع اليتيم ولا يحض على طعام المسكين فويل للمصلين الذين هم عن صلاتهم ساهون الذين هم يراءون ويمنعون الماعون السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحلو العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي إن شاء الله today we'll continue the تفسير session إن شاء الله and today إن شاء الله we'll go through the سورة الماعون last time we talked about سورة التكاثر and سورة الماعون where Allah سبحانه وتعالى in the Quran says بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رأيت الذي يكذب بالدين فذلك الذي يدعو اليتيم ولا يحض على طعام المسكين فويل للمصلين الذين هم صلاتهم ساهون الذين هم يراءون ويمنعون الماعون صدق الله العظيم In the surah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about some of the social issues that were happening in Mecca and also talks about some of the issues at the in after uh, the Salah was prescribed when the Prophet ﷺ migrated to Al-Medina. So there was, it's not very clear whether this ayah is a Mecca surah or a Madani surah. But the majority say it's, it's Mecca because of the first part which talks about it. It talks about some of the issues in Al-Jahiliyyah which is at the, at the time, the beginning of the revelation. That's why it's in this order is the uh, surah order number, uh, I think it's 13 or 14 which is after Surat At-Takathar. Inshallah first I will go over the quick uh, meaning of the surah and the translation of the ayat. 
Did you see the one who denies the day of judgment? Or did you know the one who denies the day of judgment? Or means have you considered the state of the one who denies the day of judgment? So here a deen, the word deen means the day of judgment. It could also mean the deen, the religion. The one who denies this religion. Do you know his state? Do you know his situation? Did you see him, the one who denies this deen? The one who denies this day of judgment? Araita means, did you see? Alladhi, the one who? Yukadhibu, he denies or he belies the day of judgment or the, 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 uh, the religion itself. فَذَلِكَ الَّذِي يَدُعُّ الْيَتِيمِ This is the one who repulses the orphans away. This is the one who pushes the orphans away. So the one who denies the deen, the one who denies the day of judgment is the one who pushes the orphans away. The ones when the orphans come for help, he pushes them away. That's one characteristic. وَلَا يَحُضُّ عَلَى طَعَامِ الْمِسْكِينَ And he doesn't encourage feeding the needy. This is another characteristic. وَلَا يَحُضُّ عَلَى طَعَامِ الْمِسْكِينَ فَوَيْلٌ لِلْمُصَلِّينَ Woe or despair then for the ones who pray. The people of Salah. Even the, the Mufassirin were talking about the Ta'ad, about the Al-Musalleen. They're not just saying about the one who just prays, the one who prays. No, everyone who prays, which means every Muslim. فَوَيْلٌ لِلْمُصَلِّينَ The ones who pray. Woe for them, despair for them. الَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ صَلَاتِهِمْ سَهُونَ Is it every Musal, everyone who prays? Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes in the next ayah and says, Who are they? الَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ صَلَاتِهِمْ سَهُونَ They are the ones who are careless and heedless about their prayer. We'll get into, we'll get into the details when we go over each ayah, what all of that means. الَّذِينَ هُمْ يُرَاؤُونَ And those, the ones who are, do the deeds in order to show off, in order to be known, in order to be, to get a value in front of the people, not in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we'll dig into the details of يُرَاؤُونَ, الرِّيَاءُ, what it means. وَيَمْنَعُونَ الْمَعُونَ And they withhold anything or any assistance, any simple assistance, they will hold it back, withhold it back. So this ayah, if you look at it, it talks about, part of it talks about the society in Mecca, which is before the, uh, the Hijrah, where you have Yadu'u al-Yateem, who are, you know, they don't help al-Yateem, they push him back, they don't support him, they don't give him anything, and they don't feed the needy, they don't give the, give the needy. And then after that talks about al-Musalleen, Right after that, talks about al-Musalleen, the ones who pray, and the, one, the ones who are careless about their prayer. So it covers the state before Islam and a state after Islam. So this ayah talks about, covers both. Before the al-Hijra to al-Madina and after the al-Hijra al-Madina. Now let's go and see when this ayah uh, surah was revealed, why it was revealed. So the scholars and the Mufassirin, they have different uh, sort of interpretation about it, why it was revealed. Some say it was revealed 
for Al-As ibn Wa'il al-Sahmi. This is Al-As ibn Wa'il al-Sahmi. He is from uh, Mecca. And he is the one who called... This is the one who called the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam al-abtar. Inna shani'aka huwa al-abtar. This is the one who called the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam al-abtar. Al-abtar means he doesn't have like kids or sons who can carry his name. That's al-abtar. So Al-As ibn Wa'il al-Sahmi, he's the one who called the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam al-abtar. So some of the scholars and the Mufassirin mentioned that it was revealed for Al-As ibn Wa'il al-Sahmi. Some say that it was revealed because Abu Sufyan, he used every week to slaughter two camels. And then a yatim, an orphan, came and asked for the meat he wants to eat. So he pushed him. He, so he pushed him away. He did not give him anything. They say that's why it was revealed. Some of Assyrian, this is because of the first part of the surah. Some of Assyrian about the second part of the surah, which talks about They talk about it, this is after migrating to Al-Madinah, after Islam was established, and then you have the hypocrites. These are the munafiqeen, because now it talks about the salah, it talks about the, about the people who have sahu, they forget their salah, or they don't care about their salah. But this situation, this is not the situation in Mecca. In Mecca, you have the, the Muslims, when they were praying, they were very careful about their prayer. You will hardly see one of them, except in some situation, who goes and actually pray in front of everyone, who prays in front of the people in the public. It wasn't the case in Mecca. So everyone was very careful about the prayer, about the salah. So the Mufassirin come and says, this part is in Al-Madinah. That's why the discussion is okay. What the whole surah is it Mecca or Madani? The consensus is the first part was revealed in Mecca because it talks about a situation in Mecca. And the second part was revealed in Al Madinah, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the Prophet to put them together in one surah. The first part it talks about the situation in Mecca, the second part talks about the Muslims and some of the hypocrites who start this situation that start happening among the Muslims in, uh, in, in Al-Madinah. Now let's go into the ayat one by one. أَرَأَيْتَ الَّذِي يُكَذِّبُ بِالدِّينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala started the surah with the question, أَرَأَيْتَ Did you see? Question. Did you know? Or have you considered the situation of the one who? أَرَأَيْتَ It's a thinking. Having someone to think about what's the next, what comes after it. Right of what? Did I know about what? أَرَأَيْتَ الَّذِي يُكَذِّبُ بِالدِّينَ The one who denies the deen. The one who denies the religion. The one who denies the day of judgment. <coughs> so this was revealed in Mecca to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and to the, the Sahaba where the Prophet and Allah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Mecca was building the aqidah building the aqidah of the Muslims a strong aqidah for Muslims and part of the aqidah is they believe in the day of judgment they believe in whole Islam as complete religion 
And the Day of Judgment is one vital part of that. So the belief in the Day of Judgment. Then the question comes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in a question, did you know the one who denies the Day of Judgment? To the Muslims who are around them, to the Muslims in Mecca, did you know the one who is denying the Day of Judgment? I'll tell you who are, who they are. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the next ayah, in the next ayah says, فَذَلِكَ الَّذِي يَدُعُ الْيَتِيمِ Those are the ones who repel away or push away the yatim, the orphan. That's one example. That's one characteristic. And by the way, these characteristics that we will go over in the surah, they're just part of the characteristics of the ones who deny the Day of Judgment. It's not all the characteristics. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is just putting examples here. Some of the examples of the people who deny the Day of Judgment. Some of the examples of the people who are musalleen, but they will do other things. So these are just examples that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to show the Muslims at that day. The ones who deny the Day of Judgment are the ones that who push away the orphan. And the orphan in Mecca or in, this, in the Jahiliyyah The orphan in Mecca, it was, the orphan was not respected. It was not treated in a way that he, where he needs love, where he needs care. Because that's when an orphan, an orphan, me and you, we have children. We take care of our children. We hug, hug them. We give them love. We take care of them. We provide them with everything that they need until they grow up. But an orphan, he lost the one who can give him the love, the one who can feel that he's secure with. He lost that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take it away from him. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he created this universe, he put a system where people will take care of that. Yes, you lost it. You lost the one who gives you the love. You lost the one who gives you security. But there is one, two, three that can be done where that can substitute that, can take care of that. But that was not done in, in Quraysh. That was not done in Al-Jahiliyyah. That was not taken care of. That was not taken care of at all. Even in the seerah, they mention an incident where Abu Jahl, he, has, he was taking care of an orphan. And when you take care of an orphan, also you take care of his inheritance until he becomes, you know, depends on himself. And then he will be able to take care of that and take care of himself. So the young boy came to Abu Jahl and he wasn't, you know, he's, he's, he's wearing a worn clothes. And he wants from his money, not from Abu Jahl money, he wants from his money to buy clothes. And then Abu Jahl push him away. No, go. No, go. And this is in front of the chiefs of Mecca. In front of the chiefs of Mecca. So they call the little boy and they tell him, do you see that man? About Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Do you see that man? Go and tell him your story, and he will, take, he will take care of it. They just want to create, you know, friction between the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Abu Jahl. Because they know if the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to Abu Jahl, Abu Jahl is not going to listen to him. They understand the relation between our, uh, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Abu Jahl. 
So they want to have fun. They want to watch what's going to happen. So the little boy, he didn't know anything about this. He didn't know about how Abu Jahl and uh, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if they get along or not. If they had a good relationship or not. Just a young boy who's looking for, for love, looking for security, looking for money to buy clothes. He went to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he told him his story. And the Prophet sallallahu stood up and he went to house Abu Jahl, knocked on his door. And the chiefs of Mecca, they're following him. They want to see, okay, you know, we want to see the fun. We want to see what's going to happen. We want to see how Abu Jahl is going to, you know, to respond back. Abu Jahl comes, comes out and the Prophet sallallahu tells him, give this boy what he needs. And he goes, he gets the money, gives it to little boy and he leaves. No question, nothing. Then the chiefs of Mecca, they asked Abu Jahl, what happened? Did you become a Muslim? Did you change your religion or what? And he, came and he said, no, I did not change my religion. But by my God, there was a spear on his right and a spear to his left. If I just, if I didn't do what he was done, it will hit me. It will kill me. It will destroy me. So this is an incident that happens to a yatim, to an orphan, that was taken care of by the chief, one of the chiefs. Not just by any normal, you know, one from the normal people in Mecca. No, by one of the chiefs of Mecca. And if you are being taken care of by the chief in Mecca, then you should be living a good life. You should not be wearing, you know, worn clothes. You should not, because he's the chief. He has lots of money. He's very rich. But that was the status. That was the status in Mecca about, about the orphans. They don't, they don't care about them. And this is just physically trying to, you know, taking care of them physically. Imagine about it emotionally. Someone who loses his, his father or his mother. That was the status in Mecca. Like this, they don't care about that. I don't, we don't care. Then Islam came and start showing this illness in the society. These are illness in the society. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He created the humans, all of them equal. He created the one who is orphan or not orphan to have to feel, to have this love and this security. So it's one of the things that the Quran start talking about even earlier than the surah, in surah, in surah al-Fajr. It's talking about the orphans. It's talking about because it's one of the big things in the society. One of the things that are endless in the society that Islam needs to take care of. So this is an eye-opening for the Muslims there at that time. Hey, look about the ones who deny the day of judgment are one of their examples are the ones who are pushing away the orphan, the ones who are not taking care of the orphan, the ones who are not helping the orphan. This is their situation. This is the one who doesn't believe in the day of judgment. This is the one who doesn't believe in a deen. That's an example. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the yateem in many ayat in Surah Al-Duha. فَأَمَّا الْيَتِيمَ فَلَا تَقْهَرْ The yateem, don't oppress him. Don't take advantage of his situation that he doesn't have someone to support him. Or a, or a wall to rely on. 
you go and try to oppress him and take care of his, and, and take advantage of his situation. Don't do that. In Surah Al-Fajr, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Kalla balla tukrimun al-yatim." He's talking about Quraysh. He's talking about the society in Mecca. Kalla balla tukrimun al-yatim. Indeed, you do not, you don't honor and you do not help the orphans. You do not support them. You don't take care of them. This is an illness in the society. In another ayat, later Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in later, in later surah that were revealed, when he talks about now the mu'mineen, they feed and they give the food and they will help the miskeen and the yatim and the asir. The miskeen, the one who is in needy. The yatim, the orphan. And asir and the one who is the one who has been captive. So you feed. That's characteristic of, characteristic of a mu'min who believes in the day of judgment. Opposite and the contrary or the opposite of the one who doesn't believe in the day of judgment. This is command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you have to take care of the orphan. This is the status of when you don't believe in the, in the accountability at the day of judgment. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam talks about the yatim. When he says, Ana wa The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the one who takes care or sponsors or guarantee an orphan, he's in the Jannah with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam very close to him. Very close to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So it's one of the values, one of the things that Islam encourages that we have to take care of the orphan. We have to go and help and support the orphan. In another hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, also talking about the orphans, says, مَنْ نَسَحَ رَأْسَ يَتِيمٍ لَمْ يَمْسَحْهُ إِلَّا لِلَّهِ كَانَ لَهُ بِكُلِّ شَعْرَةٍ مَرَّتْ عَلَيْهَا يَدَهُ حَسَنَاتٍ وَمَنْ أَحْسَنَ إِلَى يَتِيمَةٍ أَوْ يَتِيمٍ عِنْدَهُ كُنْتُ أَنَا وَهُوَ فِي الْجَنَّةِ كَهَاتَيْنِ Whoever, whoever puts his hand and move it on the head or the hair, of a yatim. Then he will get hasanat by the number of the hairs that he touch. He will get he will get hasanat by the number of hairs that he touch. Why is that? When you touch the head of, of a little boy, he's he's as an orphan, and you wipe your hand on his head, what's that? That's a love. You show him the love that he's missing from his father or his mother. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to reward you by number of hairs that your hand touched. Imagine that. It's just a simple thing. A smile and a touch. Look how Islam addresses that. Look how Islam looks at this social, it's a social issue. It's an issue. An orphan, this is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, people will die. And they will be orphans. This is, this is the situation. This is a state. We cannot deny that. But then he tells us how to deal with that. How to treat it. So the orphan doesn't feel that he's alone. He's left behind. That simple thing that you do will give him the love. Will give him the tranquility. And you will give the ajr. وَمَنْ أَحْسَنَ and then he says, the Prophet sallallahu Do you don't wipe your hand except for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? 
So you do this for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you will get the ajr. If you do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَنْ أَحْسَنَ إِلَى يَتِيمَةٍ أَوْ يَتِيمٍ عِنْدَهُ كُنْتُ أَنَا وَهُوَ فِي الْجَنَّةِ كَهَاتَيْنِ And whoever, he is good and it treats good. A yatima, a female orphan or a male orphan in his home, then me and him will be in al-jannah. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and him will be al-jannah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam are encouraging and putting core values core values in the Muslims, building core values in the Muslims. Orphan, take care of the orphan. It's not his fault that he's an orphan, that he doesn't have the love. No. People around him should be taking care of that. And if you do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not forget you. And he will reward you for all of that. And taking care of the orphan and everything. Supporting him until he is able to take care of himself. In all aspects. In all aspects of life. Now look at the situations that we have. How many orphans in the Muslim land or here? What happens to the orphan? Goes to an orphanage house. Does he see the, the love that he gets? The security that he gets? That will, from his father? From his own blood father? It's, a, it's, it's not there. The value is not there. This value which is, I need to give him love. I need to take care of him. Because it's a command from my Rabb, from Allah. That's not there. It's a business. It's I have to take, I have to take care of them because they will go in the streets. Just put them in that orphanage house. In our countries, in the Muslim land, in the Muslim land, orphanage, they will sometimes they will look at them at the people who do not have, they are powerless. I will abuse them. That's what, the, by the way, that's what was done in Al Jahiliya. They will abuse them. They are the ones who will do the dirty work. Subhanallah, when the value of Islam are gone, when the deen is gone, all of these values are gone. Taking care of the orphanage, taking care of the yatim, all that is gone. Because it's no more been done based on a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's what this ayah says. It's denying the day of judgment. Denying the day of judgment means that you don't believe in an accountability for taking care of the orphanage. You don't feel responsible that you have to take care of the orphanage. It's at the, at the day of judgment, you feel that you are not responsible for that. That's what denies mean. That you are not responsible and you, and you will not be held accountable for it at the day of judgment. Another characteristic that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the ones who deny the day of judgment. And he doesn't encourage feeding the miskin, the needy. He doesn't encourage. Look at all of these two things, two issues. They're social issues. Social values in the society itself. That Quraysh at that time, at the time of Jahiliyyah did not have. 
encouraging feeding the needy? No. I wasn't there. It doesn't happen. So they were not even the, the, the ayah says لا يحض على طعام المسكين يحض means that even he doesn't do it and he doesn't encourage others to do it. So he himself doesn't do it if he is not capable and also if he is not capable of doing it or not able to do it he doesn't encourage others to do it. ولا يحض على طعام المسكين he doesn't encourage others to do it. And the, 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 the ayah says على طعام المسكين. It doesn't say على إطعام. There is a difference between طعام and إطعام. إطعام means to feed the needy. طعام means their food. So this is their right. It is their right. It's their right in, in, the, in, in the money. That's why in the zakah, there is the miskin has part of the zakah. He gets part of the zakah. Because that's part, that's his right. So that is, لا يحض على طعام المسكين. He doesn't encourage getting the food, their food. That's the need is food. That's their food. Because that's their right that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala talked about. It's one of their rights, and that was not happening in Mecca. And the ones who they deny this, the day of judgment, they deny their right of having their food having their basic life needs. They deny that. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after that the next, the next ayah says Switches to the next topic in the, in the, in the surah. Those who are heedless and careless about their salah. So it says, عَن صَلَاتِهِمْ عَن And he did not Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and alhamdulillah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say in the surah في صَلَاتِهِمْ عَن صَلَاتِهِمْ means about their salah. Off of their salah. So if he prays, if the time of dhuhr is now, then he might pray like for asr by two minutes. Or one minute before asr. Or if it, he doesn't pray, still he doesn't care about it. So that's عن صلاتهم, meaning about the salah. He is careless about the salah. When it comes, he doesn't do it, and he tries to leave it to the last minute, and if he missed it, he doesn't care. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say في صلاتهم ساهون. في صلاتهم means that within their prayer, when they are praying, when they are praying, they made sahu. Sahu means they forget things. They don't concentrate on the salah itself. That's what fi salatihim sahun. But the ayah says an salatihim sahun. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not talking about the situation when we are actually praying. Because when we are, when someone is praying, there are many things could be, could be going on his, and, and you know, and thinking of many things. He would be thinking of many things. And so he might forget rak'ah. He might forget something. That's why you have sujood al-sahu. The Prophet sallallahu did forget. At one time he prayed uh, a four rak'ah salah. I, I forget whether it's dhuhr or asr. He prayed it to three. And then he made, when the sahaba reminded him, then he made sujood al-sahu. 
So that's in the salah that something could happen. As-sahu. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not talking about that which is as-sahu or being, or being distracted in your, during the salah. I'm sorry, I started with, the, with the, the next ayah. The previous ayah, فَوَيْلٌ لِلْمُصَلِّينَ فَوَيْلٌ لِلْمُصَلِّينَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ صَلَاتِهِمْ سَاهُونَ فَوَيْلٌ لِلْمُصَلِّينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَيْلٌ لِلْمُصَلِّينَ means wow, woo for, woo for the musallin. And while means it's a warning. While means it's warning. The Muslims, the ones who pray, the ones who establish the salah, the ones who are actually praying. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling the ones who pray, or the Muslims, that be aware, be careful. There are things that you need to watch, things that you need to watch for. There are things for the ones who pray that you need to watch for. Be aware of. And these are not good things. When it comes while, means it's something that's bad. Something bad is going to happen. So it's warning. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is warning al-musalleen. الَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ صَلَاتِهِمْ سَاهُونَ And the ones who are careless about their salah. The ones who don't establish their salah on time. The ones who if they miss the salah, they don't care. This is one example. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then he continues and says, for Muslim, for, Muslim, for, for, for the Muslims, for the ones who establish the salah. Because that's one visible characteristic of the Muslim, is the salah. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes and says, means for the ones, for the Muslims, because that's one of the characteristics. But who are? Who are those Muslims who, who establish the salah? This while is for whom? Is it for everyone? Or there are specific characteristics that if it happens, then wailun lahum. It's for special characteristics. And what follows in the, in the surah are these special characteristics. Alladinahum an salatihim sahun, the ones who are careless about, this, about their salah. They hear the adhan, they hear the call for the salah, and they don't even understand what it means. And they're careless about it, they don't care about it. They didn't come to the salah. They established their salah maybe at the last minute. They rush for the salah. Those, they will have wail from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. الَّذِينَ هُمْ يُرَاءُونَ The next characteristic of those, the one who will have the wail of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they will have the wa from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's Alladina Alladina Hum Yuraun. The ones when they do actions and do things, they do it for Riya. They do it for the people, for sake of gaining the attention of the people, for sake of gaining material things. So, يراؤون, the word riya, the ulama define it as al-ishraku fil-ibadah. 
وهو أن يفعل شيئا من العبادات التي أمر الله بفعلها له لغيره which means that you have partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you are doing any type of worship or an action instead of doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you do it with some other intention that's when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَّاتِ all actions will be rewarded based on the niyyah so what's your intention so a riyah is when you do something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ask you to do it for his sake and then you do it for other than the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's it's a complex topic riyah because no one will be able to know a riyah except the person himself that's what the Prophet says, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَّاتِ All actions are based on the niyyah. And the niyyah it's only the person himself is the one who knows that. And the Prophet talks about this as one of the illness in a, in a Muslim that could happen in a Muslim. is actually a riyah. The Prophet says, قال الله تبارك وتعالى أنا أغنى الشركاء عن الشرك من عمل عملا أشرك فيه معي غيري تركته وشركه The Prophet وسلم said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said I am the one among the partners that does not need a partner من عمل عملا أشرك فيه معي whoever does a deed or an action and he associates a partner with me for that action then I left him for his partner whatever action that you have do you have done if you do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and pleasing people then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will leave that action to the people he doesn't reward on that These are some hadith and ayat that talks about the riyah. Another hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, said, يُجَاءُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ بِصُحُفٍ مُخَتَّمَةٍ At the day of judgment, there will be books that will come and it's stamped and sealed. فَتُنْصَبُ بَيْنَ يَدَيِّ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى Then it will be put in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَيَقُولُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ أَلْقُوا بِهَذَا وَأَقْبِلُوا هَذَا then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell the angels, throw this away and bring this. So these are the books and the deeds of some people. Throw this away. I don't want to see it. I don't want to look at it. And or bring this. For the ones they throw it away, they will say, Oh Allah, we just saw only good things because they were praying. They were helping people. They were giving talks. They were giving advices to the people. All of that is good. And you are throwing it away. فيقول الله عز وجل وهو أعلم Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said and you all knowing إن هذا كان لغيري This action wasn't done for me. It wasn't done for my sake. ولا أقبل اليوم من العمل إلا ما كان بتغي به وجهي And today I will not accept from actions and deeds except what was done for me. 
So al-malaika, they're looking at the actions, they're saying this is good. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is rejecting it and throw it away. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that the niyyah, the intention, there was another partner with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that intention. Riyah, some of the ulama, this is, this is a shirk al-asghar. It's the minor shirk. Minor association and partnership with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's, a, it's very dangerous. And the only one who knows that is the person himself and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The person himself and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In another hadith, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى يَقُولْ أَنَا خَيْرُ شَرِيكٍ فَمَنْ أَشْرَكَ مَعِي شَرِيكًا فَهُوَ لِشَرِيكِ Allah subhanahu, The hadith says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I am the best of all partners. I am the best of all partners. And whoever associated with me, anything with, with me, then it's for that partner. Ya yuhannas, akhlisu a'malakum lillahi ta'ala. And the Prophet says, O people, sincere your actions and have them pure for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَقْبَلُ إِلَّا مَا خَلُصَ لَهُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not accept but and just the thing that's pure and it was done for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَا تَقُولُوا هَذَا لِلَّهِ وَلِلْرَحِمْ Don't say when you do an action that this is for Allah and for my kinship. I do it for my sister, and I do it for Allah, and I do it for my sister. I do it for Allah, and I do it for my mother. I do it for Allah, and I do it for my wife. It's for the kinship, not for Allah. And there is nothing from it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, you will please your rahim. You need to help your rahim, but you have to do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You need to connect with your rahim, with your kinship, but you have to do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you do it, when you do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will please your kinship. They will be pleased with that. وَلَا تَقُولُوا هَذَا لِلَّهِ وَلِوُجُوهِكُمْ And don't say this is for Allah and for prestige. فَإِنَّهَا لِوُجُوهِكُمْ وَلَيْسَ لِلَّهِ تَعَالَى مِنْهَا شَيْءٍ Then it's for your prestige and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not get anything from it. So if you do anything for prestige, you will get the prestige. If you do it for the kinship, the kinship, you will, the, the, the kinship will get it. If you do it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sincere for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it will be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward you for it. Another hadith, Abu Sa'id al-Khudri said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came out while they were discussing and talking about al-Masih al-Dajjal. So they were talking about the Masih al-Dajjal. Then the Prophet ﷺ came out and said, أَلَا أُخْبِرُكُمْ بِمَا هُوَ أَخْوَفُ عَلَيْكُمْ عِنْدِي مِنَ الْمَسِيحِ الْدَجَّالِ Should I just tell you about something that I'm afraid, I'm afraid for you more than the Masih al-Dajjal? The Prophet ﷺ is so afraid of that 
مور ذان المسيح الدجال قال فقلنا بلى يا رسول الله they said yes oh prophet of Allah سبحانه فقال الشرك الخفي أن يقوم الرجل يصلي فيزين صلاته لما يرى من نظر رجل it's the hidden شرك that's what the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said he's afraid from the hidden شرك in his ummah where the man will stand up for salah and then he start perfecting his salah when he sees people are looking at him that's what the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم called الشرك الخفي the hidden شرك you start your salah people start looking at you at you or you start feeling someone coming in and you start hearing the footsteps someone coming in then you start perfecting your salah you start making sujood longer you were not doing tajweed you start doing tajweed uh, you start doing your sujood your ruku' longer you're standing longer you start perfecting it because you heard it this is what the prophet sallallahu said this is a shirk khafi the hidden shirk we have to be very careful with this it's 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 very dangerous for a muslim in another hadith the prophet sallallahu said inna akhwafa ma atakhawafu ala ummati al-ishraku billah the worst that i fear for my ummah is to make shirk with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the most that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fears from this ummah, on this ummah. أَمَا إِنِّي لَسْتُ أَقُولُ يَعْبُدُونَ شَمْسًا وَلَا قَمَرًا وَلَا وَثَنًا I don't, what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says then, I don't mean by that that they worship the sun or they will worship the, they will worship the moon or they will worship, worship an idol. وَلَكِنْ أَعْمَالًا لِغَيْرِ اللَّهِ وَشَهْوَةً خَفِيَّةً But deeds for other for the sake other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وشهوةً خفيّة and a hidden desire a hidden desire this is an intention I do the action and I have an intention inside me no one knows it but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then in another hadith the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa was asked about this hidden desire what does it mean then he said, "Who are Rajul Yatalam ul Ilma Yuhibbu and Yujlasa Ilay? Then he said, It is the man he goes and seeks knowledge in order for the people to sit around him and listen to him. That's one part of it. Shahwatun Khafiya, the hidden desire. Is you go and do things for the sake of gathering the people around you. So you will become well known. You'll become this Shaykh, you become this alim, you become this scholar, you become this that. That's part of riya. That's part of what's so called shahwat al khafiya, the hidden desire. Instead of learning for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for the sake of, of calling for Islam the right and the correct way, no, you learn for the fame. You learn to be well known. You learn to be in all TV channels or radio channels or all talk shows. Yes, you will get that. You will be in all talk shows. You will be in all, in all TV uh, stations. You will be called into all conferences. 
You will be speaking, you will be known, you will have thousands and thousands and millions maybe listening to you. But it goes in vain when it comes in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You already get what you, what you asked for. You were asking for the people to sit and listen for you, to you, and you got that. In front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, khalas, it's gone. You already get what your, your reward that you asked for. All of this is not going to be accepted. Even some Al-Qurtubi, when I was reading the Tafsir Al-Qurtubi for this, for this ayah, he says about riya that if someone tatahara tabarrudan, means that he washed himself and purified himself and he made wudu just to feel cool. You know, it was warm, weather is warm and it's hot and he did wudu just to feel cool then this is not accepted as a wudu because the intention was to be, to be cooled not the intention was for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and if someone is fasting for diet that's not accepted as fasting because the intention is dieting the intention is not fasting for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so it's very important that we understand the difference between them we understand when we do an action, we do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even it talks about, they have an, an example in Al-Qurtubi, it talks about the Imam of the Salah. If he starts prolonging the Ruku'ah, when he hears someone coming into the Masjid, someone coming into the Masjid and he starts prolonging Ruku'ah, in order for that Musalli to come and catch up the Salah, then this is not for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine to the point where it is. It's not for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's trying to help someone to catch up the rak'ah because he starts thinking of that then he's not doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't prolong it. Now, this riyah which is do the actions for the show-off. Do the action to get a lively just things that may help you in this life. But in the hereafter it's in vain. It goes in vain. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may not accept, especially when it comes to the, to the shirk, the small shirk, the hidden shirk. It's associating partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's only the person himself and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who knows that. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam talks about this shirk in another hadith and he gives a cure for that. What should the Muslim do in order to stop that? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Huwa feekum the Prophet وسلم, he says there is something in you, it's walking inside you, it's like the walking of the, uh, of the ant. You don't, you don't feel it. You don't feel it. وَسَأَدُلُّكَ عَلَى شَيْءٍ إِذَا فَعَلْتَهُ أَذْهَبَ عَنْكَ صِغَارَ الشِّرْكِ وَكِبَارَ And I will tell you about something, if you do it, then it will take away this, the, uh, the, uh, the small shirk and also sometimes the kibar, the, the, big, the big shirk. 
تقول you will say اللهم إني أعوذ بك أن أشرك بك وأنا أعلم وأستغفرك لما لا أعلم this is a saying you repeat it in yourself you will say اللهم إني أعوذ بك أن أشرك بك بك وأنا أعلم oh Allah I seek refuge in you that I do not partner with you knowingly and I ask for your forgiveness for partnering with you unknowingly so that's a dua the Muslim should know because it's the shaitan is, is, is around us there are many things in this life that will try to push the human into, into doing things for the sake of, of others not for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then the Prophet وسلم, is, this is a protection be always careful about it be always saying make him try to make everything for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I know I diverted a lot about the topic of Riyah because it's an important topic for the Muslims because the ayah comes the ayah comes and talks about Riyah the ones that who will be feel the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala part of it are the ones who do the Riyah he, he does his Salah but he does it because he's in front of the people now he prays because he is with the people when he's alone he doesn't pray this was the hypocrites the hypocrites, hypocrites in al-Madina they used to do this the hypocrites in, hypocrites in al-Madina they, they used to do this this is an issue that happened after the Islamic State was established that you have Muslims and you have Munafiqeen hypocrites so that's an issue that's happening there Riyah start happening so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this surah he, he wants the Muslims to be aware of a sickness or an illness that could happen in the society and that illness is riya so Muslims be aware of that it's one of the things that will lead to the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the last ayah is they stop they stop anything that has any assistance يمنعون means stop المعون is in Arabic المعون could mean there are like about 10 or 12 meanings of المعون and, and simply anything that you can that can assist people in anything one is a zakah a zakah is an assistant so it's considered part of the المعون so يمنعون المعون they don't pay a zakah المال money money is a way of assistance يمنعون المعون they will stop giving money they will stop giving a zakah المعون also is everything beneficial in the house whether it's the, the, the pan whether it's the axe whatever anything that's beneficial in the house is called معون so people used to go and borrow stuff from you know neighbors they go and borrow stuff I need some uh, maybe some olive oil I need some yogurt I need uh, your axe I want to dig something I need your pot I need to cook these are these things are al-ma'oon so one of their characteristics is they stop that and it's called also al-ma'oon refers to al-ariya al-ariya anything that's borrowable anything that you can borrow so anything that you can borrow they will stop it they will not do it 
الماء والكلاء it's water water and كلاء and anything that's eatable by the animals if you stop that that's also يمنعون المعون الحق the truth the truth ويمنعون المعون they stop the truth and look at it in our days now the truth people are trying to talk the, to say the truth they will be jailed people who are calling for the, that Islam to be supreme they will be jailed they will be stopped those are by some who are musallin some who are musallin the ex Sheikh al-Azhar he came on TV last on TV last week there was a video spread out he was in a meeting with the generals in Egypt and he was giving them the spiritual speech that they have to go and kill the people on the streets Ali Juma, it's the ex Sheikh of Al-Azhar those are people in the streets what they are calling for what they want yes they are not calling for the complete pure Islam but they are calling for their, their freedom the way they understand it they have elected a president and it ended up to be a Muslim president and then there was a coup and they want that president to come back what they call it a sharia even I don't agree with that word a sharia the, the, uh, the legitimate ruler in Islam the legitimate ruler has to be a Muslim who applies Islam it's not about the ruler himself it's about the system that will be implemented but regardless of the case what they are asking for you have a Muslim who used to be a scholar, the head of, the head of Al-Azhar he comes out and tells the army you go and crush them and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala are with you are with you this is someone who يمنعون المعون this one is someone who is trying to stop the truth someone who is trying spreading the truth in Syria, look at Syria Look at Pakistan, look everywhere where there is the call for the revival of Islam. The call for the truth that here Muslims call, do everything for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when you do anything, do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Understand your deen the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. Understand your deen as a system, understand your deen as a, deen as a way of life. And present it to the people as a way of life then you will find them crushed, jailed, tortured. They will not find a job. This is وَيَمْنَعُونَ الْمَعُونَ By someone who is going and give them the fatwa. Yes, you can go and do this. This is allowed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet are, are with you. Go and crush those people. Those are khawarij. These are the words of, of, of the people who are يَمْنَعُونَ الْمَعُونَ So this is the this is the Surah Al-Ma'un, and in the Surah, just to summarize, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala talked about situation in Mecca and situation in Medina. Situation in Mecca where there was the illness in that society, which is the yatim, the orphan, and the needy. The society was not taking care of them. So Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala calling them, anyone who doesn't care, take care of the orphan. Anyone who doesn't take care of, of the needy anyone who does anything similar to that 
similar to that, then he doesn't believe in the Day of Judgment. And in Al-Madina, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is warning and showing some of the Muslims who come and pray five times a day that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to severely punish them. And these are the hypocrites. They will come and show their deen and in the back they are doing something else. Then talking about the riya, the ones who do things in partnership with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The ones who they go and learn, try to learn just to create a fame for themselves. Not to be beneficial for the Ummah and the cause for the Ummah, which is calling for Islam and establishing the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, establishing the rules of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the humanity will be out of all the misery that this ayah is talking about. This is a misery. Because we just mentioned these two things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talked about in Quraysh at that time, they're just examples. Look at the woman's status in Al-Jahiliyyah. Similar to what we have right now. Look at the orphan's status in Al-Jahiliyyah. Similar to what we have right now. The needy. Similar to what we have right now. Abuse. Even in the Muslim land. And in the non-Muslim land. Everywhere in the systems you look at it. The ones who are needy, they have been abused. The ones who are weak, they have been abused. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling the mu'mineen and the muslimin, be aware of these things. You as a Muslim should not be doing this. You are, because they are denying the day of judgment, which is part of the iman. And then, after Islam is established, warning the Muslims, be aware of this. This will lead you to the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything that you do, do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you learn something, do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you volunteer for something, do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And now, looking at the situation in the whole world, you will see all of these problems there. And the only solution for it is by returning back to this book. By returning back to this book and understanding it well. And understanding how this book, in its revelation, built this personality of the Sahaba. Build it in a way that they understand that I will not be doing Riyā. I need to take care of the orphan. I need to take care of everything. I need to be doing everything for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanakallahu bihamduka nastaghfiruka natubu ilayk. Inshallah we'll stop here. So the, uh, the question is about al-ma'un, and if, is it everything or anything that you, that you do to stop the good? That's one of the meanings of al-ma'un, is to stop the truth. And the truth is the haqq, and anything that's good. Uh, and I discussed it in, 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 in details. So uh, at the time of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Mecca, you have Quraysh, the, the, the chiefs of Quraysh, they were trying to stop Al-Ma'un. They were trying to stop the deen, the, the, the spread of Islam, the right call of Islam. They were trying to stop it in every way they have, and everything that they can do to stop it. That's Al-Ma'un. They stop anything that will help. Because if you think of the word 
the ma'oon itself means it's something that helps. Help and help the people. And Islam is the haqq and the truth that will help the people that will help the people. And most of most of the words of Al Ma'oon mean something related to helping other people in their daily lives. When it talks about the zakah, zakah you give it to the people so to the to the needy so they can survive and live. It talks about the things that you can borrow. I borrow something because I need it. I need uh, I need to go and you know to a certain city. I'll come and borrow your car. That's something that I can borrow from you. Uh, I can borrow. Uh, let's say I need I need to cook and I don't have gas at home. I come and borrow from from you. I don't have the the, uh, the stuff that I need. I can come and borrow from you. That's something that's called ma'oon. Ma'oon is mean helping. Help. So all of it is a ma'oon. Now the haqq, stopping the haqq, and especially Islam. When Islam is established, it will be taking care of all of this. Because these are values that you encourage in the people. The value that you need to help your neighbor. You need to support your neighbor. You need to support the needy. You need to support the orphans. You need to, if someone comes and asks you for, for help, you need to do it, if you are able to do it. But these are values that Islam encourages and pushes the people to do. So when you stop the haqq, you are actually, and the haqq Islam, then you are actually stopping the people, from, encouraging the people from doing this. And you are stopping implanting these values in the people themselves. That's why when you see يمنعون الماعون is one of them is stopping the haqq which is the spread of Islam. So the question was is if the surah was revealed before the ahkam of salah uh, before the Salah was fard. The, as mentioned in the beginning, the Surah, there are, uh, when it comes to the reason for the, the uh, revelation, there are two things. One is uh, the Mufassirin, they say about the first part, uh, talks about, which is, talks about Qur'a ra'ayta alladhi yukadibu biddin fadalika alladhi yadu'u al-yatim wa la yahuddu ala ta'am al-miskeen. This part was revealed in Mecca because it actually reflects the status of the society in Mecca. Because that's what the status in society in Mecca. They don't help the orphans, they don't support the needy. And it talks about the Aqidah because it talks about a deen. They don't believe and they don't they deny the day of judgment. But the Muslims who were in Mecca, actually that was not their status. The second part the Mufassirin says it was revealed in Al-Madinah. And it was revealed because the Munafiqeen, you have the Munafiqeen in Al-Madinah. So after the Salah was actually uh, prescribed and made fard. So that's, and, the, and the, that because it talks about the Munafiqeen, and Munafiqeen they were in Al-Madinah. So that, and the, and the Mufassirin said that the first part was in Mecca and the second part was, part was revealed in Al-Madinah. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked the Prophet, this is all in one, in one surah.
But the whole theme, the whole theme is actually talking about issues in the society. First issue is social issue, which is the, the, the uh, taking care of the orphans and the, the, uh, the needy, and aqidah issue, which is not believing in the day of judgment. The second part talks about also about, about the salah, talks about actions. Right. Yeah, which has to be uh, pure for the sake you're of right, you're right about that. It's, you know, when the Quran addresses issues, it has to, it's talking about things that the people, uh, has to do with the people's life, things that they touch, and things in front of them. So the issues of, of the orphans, the, issue, the issues of the, uh, the needy, it's something that's in front of the Muslimin there. That's why the Mufassirin came and said, okay, this part of the surah was actually in, 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 in Mecca. And then talks about the other part, which again, which again goes a rhythm, but talks about a different, different topic, which is the musallin, and then you have the riyah, and then you have the stop, the, the, the al-ma'un, which is the help, and the haq, you stop that. That's something that was happening in Medina, because you have the munafiqeen who were, who were conspiring around the whole Islam, try to stop the spread of Islam. So they looked at it, and they understand Yes, this is, what, this is the reality, or this was revealed in, uh, in Al-Madina. And that's the style of the Qur'an. The Qur'an, it's, it's a way of life. It's coming as a way of life. So it has to address, it is addressing, it is addressing the real issues that the people are actually seeing and living. And that's, it's, that's why it's, it's, it's a solution, it's a manual for life. Yes. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and seerah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.